Good morning. It's Lake Effect on Hunter's Bay Radio. I'm Jason Harnett. We've got a great show for you. And uh, before we start the show, I want to say a big thank you to Jeff Carter, the man, Muskoka Mornings, uh, for our great awards night last weekend in Huntsville. Got to meet some great volunteers. We had some great food and uh, even did some bowling. So a fun night for all. And thanks to all of our volunteers for all the great work that you do. My first guest this morning is Scott Davidson. He is the manager of the Bethune Memorial Home in Gravenhurst, and they are getting all set for the season as well. It's already starting to look quite magical, Scott. Yeah, it's already Christmas there in 1890. 1890 is the year we go back to. So there weren't a lot of things around. You're not going to notice any Canadian Tire Christmas lights on the building. That is true. Yeah, lots of cedar rope, 150 feet or more of cedar rope up there and ribbons and greenery. You know, natural things, things they'd buy in stores or make themselves. I kind of think back to um, the Charles Dickens, the Ebenezer Scrooge. That might be before 1890, just slightly, Mm -hmm. but... It gives you the idea. It does. It's the same feel as that, only a little cheerier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a, little, a little lighter. Well, Scrooge but, eventually yeah, came it around. It looked like it. I yeah, mean, he did. He, he did. wasn't all that bad of a guy. But I mean, <laughs> but, I, I'm thinking, I'm picturing uh, stockings hanging yeah. from the fireplace. Obviously, a fireplace in operation. Um, a Christmas tree with um, maybe candles. Sure. That's right. Yeah, it's all candles and popcorn strung on there. And they even put presents right in the tree. They didn't have gift wrap yet, so they stick presents in the tree or under the tree and you come down in the morning and see what you got. So basically at Bethune Memorial, you're taking us back in time, back yeah. to Christmas time in the mm-hmm. 1890s, uh, Bethune's first home, which was That's in right. Gravenhurst. Yeah. Um, and you're doing this only for a limited amount of time, a couple of weekends throughout December. Tell us right. all about the, the program. Sure. Yeah. I mean, we wanted to have something that would kind of connect with local residents, a chance for them to see what Christmas was like. You know, now we're looking back 100 and 130 years almost. Um, and we decorated the house to look like an authentic 1890 Christmas. And that house would, Christmas would have been a huge deal there, of course, because it was the church manse. At that time, it was the Presbyterian church manse. So his parents would have decorated like a lot of people of Scottish or English heritage did the night before, probably when the kids went to bed, as soon as they could get them up there and, and put out all the cedar rope and an eight foot tree and put everything around. We cheated and got a team of us to do it over a week. So I don't know how they did it in one night. But somehow they did. And they, now, obviously, you, yeah. you guys weren't around in the 1800s, so... Hardly. You but, had to do a bit of research for this. Yes, exactly. And we've had teams of people do this for us in the past, because the site used to do a Christmas open house back in the... Uh, really, from when it opened in the late 70s through to uh, late 90s, we had Christmas open houses fairly regularly, and we were able to do it again this year. And I know I've had people ask me, and some of them have said, I remember coming there as a kid. Do you still do that? And we thought, we should try it again. So we thought there might be interest. interest. We brought it in for the... Uh, Black Friday weekend to try it out, and we'll have it a couple weekends after as well. And how how was the uh, yeah. reception so far? Really good. Yeah, yeah. we've had, what, 75 people or something. So after the Santa Claus parade, a lot of people came over and had the hot cider and treats and nice. got a chance to, to wander around the house. And people just being nostalgic, saying, this is like my grandmother's or great-grandmother's house. Or yeah. A lot of chat about that and looking at the presents. And Is this... A uh, simpler time, the 1800s or the 1900s, yeah. were things easier yeah. there? Did uh, well, people don't worry about you know the, the going out and shopping for yeah. gifts and, and difference the latest I mean, tech trends. That's right. Yeah, I mean they would get simple things. You know, they might get if the kids were lucky, they'd get a toy at Christmas. Maybe a handmade got, toy. They might. Yeah, handmade. You could. The wealthier families around here uh, would have gotten would have had a toy for each child. Probably like we have a a sample of a a paper mache handmade zoo that would have been, that was a gift to one of the uh, uh, logging families 
in town around the late 1880s. So we've got that on display to give you an idea of the better gifts. That would have been the, the top of the line one that the kids would have been really excited about. But, right. you know, even just getting things like fresh fruit and treats, foods they wouldn't normally get because you could order off the train and get things brought up from Toronto if you wanted something different, some fruit you couldn't normally get, like oranges. Uh, you couldn't get them commonly here, so you could order those and excite the kids with some different foods. How about the influence of Santa Claus? Was Santa Claus yeah. around back then? Well, there was belief in, in St. Nicholas, and, and the Europeans brought some of that tradition. Like, the Germans brought the idea of the tree and the greenery into the house, and and uh, uh, the Dutch brought the idea of St. Nicholas, and it kind of evolved. The one we know didn't start until, I'm going to say it's post-World War One, when Coca-Cola actually got their hands on them and made them red and white like their colors. Right. So that's the one we recognize, but the one they would have known back then was a little darker. He was a little elf guy and kind of a bit of a, an evil grin to him. And, <laughs> you know, he was just as likely to give you a lump of coal as a, as a nice gift. So he had to really behave. Now, um, this would have been Dr. Norman Bethune's or Norman's first yeah. Christmas. Yes. I'm assuming he was a good boy. And rarely. He was no. rarely a good boy. He <laughs> so, might have been the first Christmas, but it, it not so much after that. Really? It, his okay. sister, it would have been a big Christmas for his sister, who was, what, uh, three at the time. So she might have remembered some of that, might have gotten a neat doll or something yeah. like that. For him, it wouldn't have been very memorable, but he was always, uh, what is it? His mother said he was a, a pain in the neck when he was home and a pain in the heart when he was away. So <laughs> he was rarely a good boy. <laughs> would Would this resonate, this type of display, with some of our Chinese guests? Would they... Um, because, you know, their, their Christmas celebrations are slightly different than North America. Yeah, you know, uh, not so much for them. And we don't see many Chinese visitors this time of year. A few, though. We have seen a few in the last few days. For them, it's, it's a bit perplexing, especially if they're from mainland China, because people have only just begun to celebrate Christmas, maybe the last 10, 15 years there. And not everyone does, and it's not a main holiday. They have some other holidays that are a little unusual, like they, we have a Black Friday that started out of the U.S. a few years yes. back. They have, um, I can't think what it's called, but it's it's a, a holiday where single people buy themselves a present. Oh. And they had that a week or two ago. Sounds and that's, all right. It's huge. They buy that online, and it's, yeah. it's billions spent online for that kind of thing. Wow. So that's the closest sort of... Uh, capitalist, big capitalist holiday that they have. But for the Bethunes at that time, I mean, it was mostly about church and religion yeah. and the family was was getting ready for church. And the kids were excited still that we, we heard to go down to the tree because they had a, a gong that we have on display there and the, the parents would ring it for their kids. And that meant it was morning, Christmas morning, you're allowed to go and see what you got by the tree. But then it would be all about all about going to church. Now, how about um, some of the, the traditions um, yeah. that, that were associated with Christmas mm -hmm. back then? I, I assume a lot of caroling, yes. uh, Christmas singing, oh, yeah. and, and, all over town. And cooking. That, yeah, exactly. That was a big and, thing. Days and days of like stirring up, the, preparing their um, pudding for weeks in advance uh, and yeah. stir up Sunday a few weeks before to make sure you're putting stirred and sitting on the warm stove and getting the foods ready for everyone and having family over. And of course, when you travel then, I mean, it was days and days to travel you couldn't just uh, yeah. hop in the car and be there in, in two hours so uh that was a big part of it if you had guests they'd be staying for a few weeks so you'd make lots of good food for them and really spoil them yeah. yeah well they they went they're not going to leave if, if you if the food is too good that's right that's um, right but besides yeah. you know not the the sort of the uh the, the santa claus influence yeah. if, if someone's coming through the bethune victorian christmas special at Bethune, somebody's phone's ringing, but uh, that's probably mine. <laughs> You're popular. That's Santa calling. <laughs> yeah. um, what what else? What else do you think that, that they're going to look at and mm -hmm. say? Um, 
there's something missing here from today's Christmas celebrations. Well, I mean, the first thing they notice is it's, is it's uh, the house, the way the house is lit, especially if they came on the Friday night when we were open with oil lamps. Like it's lighting was different back then. We're used to walking into a room, you light the whole room up and see everything, but they only had little pockets of light around an oil lamp. So you'd have someone sitting, reading to the family in the corner, that kind of thing. And the rest of the room was dark, which kind of explains why uh, ghost stories were so popular back then too. They would have... Uh, had shadows all over their house. So the lighting, yeah. it changes the way the house feels, the way it's lit. And it takes a while for your eyes to adjust. And of course, you know, we're used to electric lights and things like that, where they had candles that they only lit for a short while while they sing a carol and then douse them out. Gravenhurst was also unfortunately well-known for a lot of house fires. Yeah. So they had to be extra careful yeah. for that kind of thing, for sure. Dr. Norman Bethune, tell the audience listening this morning mm-hmm. a little bit about him. We, we've talked previously, but yeah. what, is he, what is he specially known for? Well, he was a, a medical pioneer uh, in a lot of ways, and he, he became most famous for what he did in China, but that was uh, 22 months, the last 22 months of his life. That said, in China, he's still heroized. Everyone in China learns about him in school, even today. And they, um, uh, they come and want to pay tribute to him for, for what he did those last two years. But we also commemorate the work he did in Spain before that as a pioneer for mobile blood units. Um, did a lot of work in Canada this year. I was telling you how we opened that World War One trench we have. Yes. Yeah, and it, it looks like a battlefront trench, where he, the kind that he was a stretcher bear in, like in, in Ypres in Belgium. So... Um, and that and, was just yeah. one of the, the new attractions that brought in a lot of people it over did. the summer. That's right. I mean, it was really popular because families could go and run around and look at the barbed wire and fake barbed wire and rubber yeah. rats and yeah. see a little bit of what trench life was like because he did uh, twenty over 20 months of uh, tour of duty in there, four, three tours of duty. So yeah. Now, you had a, you yeah. had a, a record year at, at Bethune yeah. over the summer, part, in fact, by... Uh, the Parks Canada and the 150 Canada mm-hmm. Year celebration. Sure. A lot of uh, entries were free, but um, a lot of people just wanted to come out and explore. And and you had a lot of great things happening at Bethune. What do you attribute some of the some of the high numbers? Well, our numbers have been growing now. I was looking back. Certainly, the last five years we've been growing hugely. The the turnaround was around 2010. Canada got approved destination status with mainland China, so Chinese families could. Uh, could rent uh, rent a vehicle, rent or get a ticket from in a plane, and then rent a vehicle in Canada and travel themselves here. They didn't need to come in a group anymore, and they are. They're beginning to do that in huge numbers. China's the fastest growing tourism Canada's seen. It's overtaken Great Britain this year now, so it's now second only to the U.S. in terms of numbers, but it's first in dollars spent per person. So we're seeing a lot of that. We're seeing maybe a, a third of our visitors coming from mainland China. Wow. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, that's a, a big part of it. And, and a big part of it was just Canada celebrating its 150th birthday. Parks Canada had free admission, and, and everybody likes to take advantage of a free deal. For sure. And we had a lot of people come through that were just amazed at how much there was to do, that you can yeah. fill a couple hours and and uh, bring families or bring guests that are coming into town. And that, that kept everyone busy. And we had people come back more than once, too, which is sort of neat to see. Fantastic. Too. Now, yeah. it is closed um, yeah. for regular traffic, but you do have the Victorian Christmas theme going on. And uh, let the audience know about the dates that they can um, sure. enjoy that. And, and yeah. is there a cost? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, we're open on Saturday, December 2nd, Saturday, December 9th, those two Saturdays coming up, 11 to 3. It's free admission, but we just ask people if they have some canned goods or want to make a small cash donation, we're taking everything to the local food bank. 
Okay. Right. It's basically it's free admission and just the house open, not the visitor center. So we've got all the decorated parts of the house they can come through and 11 and, to 3, those two days. And they explore the rooms and all the rooms yeah. are, are decorated back. They are. And the staff are all in Victorian costume. Oh. So I managed to get out my uh, Victorian suit that I used to wear for school programs and found, strangely, the, the waistline seems to have shrunk on it. But the rest of it is yeah. about the same size <laughs> it was 15 years ago. I don't know how that happened. Yeah. But, uh, we've got, uh, it happens to the best of us. It seems to happen. It, yeah. yeah. And we've got uh, staff in it. We've got some staff wearing the, um, you know, traditional is our women are in the women's costumes with the corset and bustle and they're managing to get used to wearing that around the site too. So it's kind of neat to see what people wore back then too. Yeah. Um, plans for the new year. What's happening with Bethune Memorial Home in the new year? Yeah, we're doing lots of marketing. We're hoping to have lots of school groups come through now too. We're opening up to, um, uh, well right now Christmas groups because we're developed, we're decorated for Christmas. So grade two, it's perfect if they want to come by in the next couple of weeks till the 15th of December, they can see the site and come through with a class. Um, and I think it's just a dollar a kid right now. So that's really inexpensive for Canada's birthday. And then next year, we're opening up uh, to two or three other grades. And we're really open to anything teachers want to use because Parks Canada is going to be having free admission for all youth. Okay. So if a school just wants to come by and guide themselves through the site, it's yeah. free for them. If they want one of our staff to take them through in a guided program, it's going to be under $3. I think oh, it's 240 a person. So. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, lots of great things happening. And uh, this is cool. Going back into that yeah. time frame and uh, the period costume and some of the traditions back then and Absolutely. the Christmas decorations. It's yeah. going to be fabulous. December 2nd and 9th, Bethune Memorial yeah. Home. And the location here in Gravenhurst, Scott? We're 235 John Street North. Yeah. Um, so uh, just a block off the main street. Um, we'll have hot cider brewing, so they'll smell that when they come in, and some cookies and treats and other things from the tryout too that were from the Victorian time. And will we yeah. recognize you when we when we get there? You might. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you might recognize me. Yeah. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to be totally in Not disguise. totally. Just in a just in an old suit. All right. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. And Excellent. you uh, you do you do have a website as well. We do. You can go find us on the Parks Canada website. So uh, Parks Canada Norman Bethune. You can just see Bethune. Or for Bethune Memorial House, you Google us and we'll come up. All right. A yeah. very, very Christmas Bethune to all. Exactly. And all a good night. Uh, thank you for coming in and the best of the holiday season. Thanks very much, you. Jason. Yeah, happy holidays. All right. We're going to take a short break and then we'll be right back with more Lake Effect on Hunter's Bay Radio, 88.7 FM. Thanks for tuning in this morning.